G'day trail runners. Welcome to the Trail Runners Experience with Ashley Drew and Daniel Ferugia. Put your headphones on, put your shoes on, and let's go running. G'day trail runners. Welcome to episode number 59 of the Trail Runners Experience. I am your host, Daniel Ferugia, and today I am joined by me, myself, and I. Now that's not true. Just this little short intro today because um, Ashley is predisposed and so I'm just going to do a very quick intro just on my own and let you know how I'm traveling with my running and then I'll introduce our guest and which I pre-recorded with Ashley and our guest today is actually an incredibly talented runner by the name of Cam Munro. Now a lot of people may know who he is in especially if you've delved into the world of uh, last one standing races or the, the backyard ultras so cam is a pretty new to those as they're a new kind of event and he has done pretty well and so i don't want to spoil too much but this episode ashley and i really hit cam with lots of questions about his experience with the last one standing races and how he trains and how he approaches the training to the last one standing. Yes, and because the most amazing thing is that Cam has actually been as qualified and been accepted into the most prestigious last one standing race, which is Big Backyard Ultra in Tennessee, the United States of America. And it is the race that is organized by the famous Lazarus Lake, who's the organizer of the Barkley Marathons. And so, yeah, Cam's going over there to compete against some of the greatest ultra runners in the world. And so he may be getting his name etched into history among some of the best runners. And so we had a great chat with, with Cam. And so well, I'll give you that in a, um, in a few minutes. And I'll just, in the lead up to this, so obviously at the moment things are going a bit different for everybody. Um, I realise there's a lot going on in the world with a certain virus, uh, I've talked at length about it already quite a bit. Try to uh, we have to try and keep going with the things that we do in our life and not stress. Oh, I can't say not stress because yes, everyone has reason to stress. There's financial pressures that are going to be coming, but I think it's really important, and not just financial pressures, health pressures, and loads of different types of pressures. But one of the most important things is, I think it's important for now to keep running while you can. Yes. Lots of races have been cancelled and it's very disappointing. But there's one thing that's better than a race medal and that is your own fitness. And so is it, there's never been a better time just to run for the joy of running. And so um, I realise that it might mean we're all reassessing what we're doing with our, our, our life and with our running goals and things like that. So um, I'm going to continue running until I get told I can't. And but at the moment I um yeah, I'm just gonna run because I like to run, it feels good. And so last week I trained I had a really good training week. I actually ran I think the biggest week I've done in a while. I think I ran about 115 kilometers and every run felt great. And by the end of the week I had feel like I had more energy to give, more running to give, and so really good place. And then obviously this week a few things I I'm still feeling good. But I'm not going to lie, the effect of the of everything that's happening with this pandemic has, has made me feel a bit down about my running. And yes, I'm as disappointed as the next person, but I'm going to keep running. And so we cannot give up. We cannot stop. Stay healthy. Maybe run alone. Uh, wash your hands. Keep your social distance from people. and um, But be healthy and run. It's good for the mental health. So I, I don't know what's going to happen next week or the week after or in two months. Races may, things may work out for the best. But at the moment, we've got to do all that we can to stop the spread of this stupid infection, or the stupid virus. Okay, so stay positive and embrace the online community that we have in the running world. Which And so feel free, I'm going to try to upload as many episodes as possible in the coming weeks and months and possibly moving to two episodes a week on a regular basis so be inspired find your inspiration and reach out to your friends on social media it's a good chance to do that all right without any further ado just so you know ashley is fine he's just busy 
and he's running like he's still training the house down and you know he's an unstoppable force that man but also he is very aware of the situation so stay safe everyone and enjoy this episode with ash and cameron munro or cam munro cheers No, so um, but this is Ashley. Ashley, this is uh, do you prefer Cam or Cameron or Cam? Yeah, no, yeah, Cam's fine. I'm only Cam? called Cameron when I'm in trouble by my mother. So yeah, Cam's fine. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How are you, Ash? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Cam, so, did you run? Uh, did you run LOS last year? I ran LOS last year. Yeah, I did. Yep. So. Yeah, it seems ages ago now, but I guess yeah, August last year. So, um, so you you and I were both. So I watched you run then. Yes, yeah, you would have. Um, I know a lot of people by names, and then I struggle. You know, I walk past them and they'll sort of say hello, and I, I you know, I, I know them by names and sort of race results and stuff like that. But a lot of people I sort of haven't met in person, so I'm sure we would have ran probably with each other at some point during. During that time. Yeah, because you won the final two, right? Yeah, Cameron and I were the final two, so yeah, I was the first loser, unfortunately. Yeah, because uh, I, um, I remember, like, I went to bed because um, I had the motorhome there, and yep, um, yep. so I went to bed, and then I got up, and then I think it was only you two left. Oh, actually, there might have been three. I yeah, three Sha- left before I left. Yeah, Shane. I think Shane uh, Holbein was there until about yeah nine or ten o'clock on the um, on the Saturday morning. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I uh, left at about eleven a.m. thinking no, yep. I can't go much further, and <laughs> it just kept going and going. And that's the great great thing about these backyard ultras. They just yeah, it's. Um, I guess you only is can go as far as the second best runner there, so you sort of. Um, but yeah, they're talking big numbers if Bigs backyard in Tennessee goes ahead this year. So we'll we'll wait and see. Yeah, well, I could be huge. And so when is that? Uh, October October seventeenth. It is right. Okay, so that so definitely can still be on, which is good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's that's incredible. So is that? Your um was the last one standing that you did last year. Was that the first time you've done a race of that format? I mean, they're a pretty new format as it is, but was that your first time? Uh, it was yeah. I guess for I've listened to a few other podcasts. I guess for other listeners that sort of um don't know what the I guess last man standing or the back, backyard mm. ultra is. It's it's obviously it's six point seven k loop. Uh, on the, it starts on the air every hour and then um, they blow a whistle with three, two, one minute to go and then you start again on the hour, that same 6.7k loop. So, yeah, if you do the maths, 24 hours is 100 miles. So you can run as fast or as slow as you want for each loop and the faster you run, the more rest you have. But, yeah, it was the first time I'd actually done it. And to be honest, I... I only entered sort of two weeks before because I'd been injured for most of the year. So I sort of was doing it just for a bit of mental, yeah, just to see how I was mentally, I guess. Um, I qualified for Coast Kosciuszko the year before, so what's yep. that, two, wow. 2018, and it got cancelled with two weeks to go. Yeah. Yeah. Three ways. Yeah, I was just absolutely devastated. We had tried, yeah, we'd sort of trained the house down for six months and I was, yeah, absolutely pumped, but then it got cancelled. So I sort of got an injury after sort of coast to, oh, well, yeah, December that year. And then the six months I sort of, yeah, hadn't done much at all. And it wasn't until June, June, July that I ran the Rainbow Beach uh, marathon off two weeks training with, yeah, a few of the lads, and then, yeah, sort of two weeks later, I decided, or two or three weeks later, decided to to have a crack at that, so I'd only sort of done four or five weeks 
training going into that race. I wasn't expecting wasn't expecting anything, but it's amazing, you know, what when you don't put any pressure on yourself, what you can sort of achieve. Yeah, fascinating. That's that's, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. When you when you back the pressure off, it's amazing what you can pull out of the bag. Yeah, exactly right. And I guess it's one of those concepts where you don't have to be the far uh, the the fastest runner. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be the strongest runner. I guess mentally you have to be strong yeah. because I think that's all it comes down to is that is that mental yeah that mental toughness towards the end when things start going pear shaped, which they do pretty quick and. Um, and yeah, you sort of uh, you, as as Lazarus Lake says, the race isn't out on the course. It's the six feet between you and the, the chair and the start line. So that's how I sort of yeah um, yeah sort of um, understand that race. Yeah. So um that, yeah that's a, that's very profound. He's he's a pretty he's like a he's like a modern day Buddha. <laughs> he's, he's he's very profound, isn't he? Um, he's, an, yeah. he's certainly an interesting character from what I see of him online. It'll be interesting meeting him in person. Uh, yes. That's right. And, I, you know, I've, I've only heard good things about him. He, you know, as much as he, you know, with the Barkley Marathon and the Backyard Ultra, he's made it, making these concepts where, yeah, sort of failing is what, yeah, what he's sort of a, trying to get you to achieve. But at the same time, he's... I think he's a very humble guy, and yeah, I can't wait to meet him too. To be honest, I think um, yeah, yeah, him coming over here for uh, the Miram Wernet last man standing in June, and then yeah, back up here for the Clint Eastwood and um, in August. I think that's yeah, it's fantastic. Assuming yeah, that all goes ahead, hopefully it all goes ahead, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of which, so this last year, sorry. There was 169 people started last one standing um, on that on the Clint Eastwood course. This was there that year, many, was there that many? I thought there was only 75. No, 169 apparently. Well, I, I could be wrong there. I thought he's got that this year because yeah, on this I'm year it's 400. Wow. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> huge. Now. When he said that the other day, like when I was out, because I was, I was out doing a recce on the course with some yep, other people yep. who were apparently running it this year for the first time, um, he said 400, and I went, where's 400 people going to fit? Yeah. And he yes. goes, right, well, you know, so you know how there was the, the Y shape at the end? Yes. Um, so we started in one bit of concrete, and we finished on the other bit of concrete. That's correct. You're left towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All of the concrete section now will be like from the where the concrete corral. will be the starting. Okay. Yeah. Right. And okay. then the course will actually, you know, the loop at the end, um, where they eventually the, put drinks and stuff. Yes. Yes. So that loop's going to be extended out into the grass section and Got coned. That. Yep. Yep. And so we'll actually finish the race on the conc- earlier on the concrete and start earlier on the concrete as such. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah well. Of course, yeah. But, well, but, yeah, okay. It'll be a hype of activity in the, uh, yeah, around the start-finish line, I think. Well, you think about, <laughs> you know, the number of tents and stuff that were up. Now you think about doubling and a bit that, you know, yeah, with, yep. with people trying to be there, it's it's going to be a totally yeah. different race, which is going to yeah. be really. I, I'm I'm really excited about that concept, and also daunted. You know, do I need to turn up on Tuesday so I can have my spot and camp there for two nights? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> Alan will have to put some uh, time restrictions on setup time and and stuff like that. Yeah. So no, no. Well, you know, it's a concept that I guess anyone can do my wife's entered for this year um and it's one of those things if you want you know people set themselves goals if they want to just do 50k or 100k 100 mile um you know they can do that so i guess it's for everyone as well which is fantastic yeah, yeah it is what, uh, i think that's the beauty of it what's yep. so what's your goal for this like obviously to go as 
So you're not setting a – it's just a, until the body gives up or until the mind gives up or, yeah. or <laughs> that, which one of those? Yeah, I think if you, if you set yourself goals in terms of hours or distance, when you get there, you struggle to go past it. And I yes. think – I think um, I think you have to yeah you have to be realistic and yeah of yeah I think it's until the body just can't go anymore and I guess I don't know this oh last year uh, the Clint Eastwood you know the more I think about I reflected a bit and I thought it was sleep deprivation that got me in the end. Um, but I've listened to a few podcasts from uh, Big's Backyard, like Dave Proctor from Canada, and he went downhill last October at Big's very quickly over a few hours like I did last year. And he was putting it down to not only sleep deprivation but dehydration. So, And it, got right. quite, it certainly got hot there on in the afternoons. Like the Friday afternoon, it was quite hot, and then Saturday afternoon when Kevin and I would get it, did get quite hot, and I sort of uh, had a real bad lap, I think, between 3 and 4, or 4 and 5, I think it was, p.m., and, yeah, I only had a few minutes to spare, and then Alan came over and said to McCrew, "Was he going, you need to get him in the starting corral, and they literally lifted me off the seat and pushed me <laughs> into the starting corral, so... I didn't have a choice, but I just, I got about a K in. And I think uh, because the, the courses where people go to bird watch and stuff like that, and yeah, a lady sort of stopped and said, Are you all right? I said, Yeah, yeah, I'm running a race. There's only two of us left. And she said, Well, you, you're talking to that tree over there. So oh, I wow. Sort of, yeah, I sort of gone, Okay, something's not right here. But I, yeah, I sort of stood there for a while. And I, yeah, I think, but I'm not sure, you know, it's, how do you train the mind to or train the body to run that sort of time yeah. and distance? It's 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 new to everybody, so it's and that's a fascinating thing about the concept, I think. Yeah, absolutely. What is so what does your training look like for something like this? So I mean, do you do stuff? Oh, you take stuff? six months off and then does four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's yeah, that, that wasn't the plan, but <laughs> I hadn't even told my coach that I had entered. He rang me the day before I, when I was driving down to Brizzy saying, you know, what are you up to? I said, oh, I'm going to go and do this last man standing for something to do. And he, yeah, he sort of rang me on the on the way home when I finished and going, you're you're mad. You, how, how did you pull that out of the bag? And it's one of those things. But no, I'm just training like as if I'm training for any sort of ultra um, yeah, and I'm doing. I've done. There's a race at Easter, the backyard blister in Stroud in New South Wales, which is still going ahead, which is fantastic. Um, that's run by Karen Barrett down there. So I've done some. I think 2020 is a a year that I've just specifically had an interest in this concept. That's something I want to do. So that's what the coach and I've sort of. The plan was to get to Tennessee. Uh, the plan was to do a golden ticket race to get to Tennessee. Um, yep. But Laz was kind enough to give me an invitation from what I did last year at Clint Eastwood. Um, so I'm still going to do the race at Easter. And it's, yeah, I've done a few specific last man standing sessions out of my garage down here. Um, so what did that here. look like? Uh about four weeks ago, I did 12 hours where I did four hours last man standing, two hours break, four hours last man standing, and then I had a two-hour break. So it was over 12 hours, but I did it only equivalent to eight loops. And then last weekend, I did 24 hours. Of, yeah. Uh, so I went four hours on, two hours off, three times, and then... Wow. From 5 o'clock in the morning till 11, I did six hours straight, so it was equivalent to 18 hours, but I made sure I stayed up. I didn't have much sleep on the Thursday night. I only got four or five hours sleep uh, specifically on the Thursday night, so I went in quite tired. Um, and then I stayed awake and did pretty much equivalent to 18 loops um, over 24 hours on the Friday going into Saturday. So 
But apart from that, the training's just n- normal sort of um, ultra, like as if I was training for a 100-mile race. A, yeah. You know, a long run, one or two long runs a week, a bit of speed work and just some um, some sort of easy runs as well. Interesting. It's so interesting. I always wondered how one would train for something like this. And so, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's it, it's unique but then it's not unique. You, at the end of the day, you just have to be ultra fit, you know, don't you? Like you can only be, you know, we can, and, and I think the, un, the X factor is that mental toughness, isn't it? And, yeah. And it's, and it's the unknown. Like I know a lot of my training I can do and I try and replicate things in training that I want in races nutrition wise. And then I get to a race and it just, everything, everything changes, but you have to be flexible and adapt to, change that's one thing i'm i struggle with a lot uh especially when you know you you have a nutritional plan you've used it for months and then come race day it doesn't work and you just have to try different things but i guess that's why you have a good crew sometimes i've always been lucky to have good uh good crew that sort of adapt and change to see what works and but yeah it's going to come down to it it comes yeah, I always say it comes down to mental toughness, and I. The good thing is everyone's on the start line, level, you know, even even playing field every hour. So you can be the best in the world, but still things can go wrong. So that's that's what I love about it. Amazing. Um, at this point, with Big's backyard, you're the. Are you still the only Australian that's entered? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen the start list for. A, few weeks but at this point in time yes um the race at east is an affiliated race um it's not a golden ticket race we've got obviously the clint eastwood in august and then uh the the mirren weren up in, in victoria that's in june so they're both golden ticket races so whoever wins those will yeah, get the gold gold coin Excellent. to uh go get to the two dollar coin yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that it? There could be three of us. Laz might, um, you know, if someone goes, you know, if the second person or the first loser goes big in one of those races, Laz might throw the invite out. So hopefully there'll be, you know, four or five of us going over Tennessee if it still goes ahead. Yeah. At at this point, I mean, even I'm just looking at the women's field alone. You've got Courtney DeWalter. Um, Maggie Gutall, I don't, don't know how to pronounce her last name, who, she won it, she won it last year, didn't she? And then, yeah. and then Camille Heron as well. So just those three of the best female ultra runners on the planet at the moment alone. Uh, <laughs> you know? yeah, unbelievable. Like you just, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I showed my wife the start list going, okay, you got Camille there. She's currently the 24 hour world record holder. You've got, Courtney, one of the best female ultra marathon runners in the world at the moment, and she's run the second best distance, you know, 67 hours. Yeah. You got Johan Steen there, um, who's yeah. holds the record at 68 hours, and you just, I'm just shaking them ahead because there's Ken Hunter <laughs> from Miriam Vale, Australia, at the bottom of the list. So, yeah, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> it's the classic underdog story, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Will Haywood last year at Biggs, where he was second to, you know, second to Maggie. And the podcast I was listening to, he was gone 24 hours out, you know, from, and it is, it's, you're on the start line with these, the best runners in the world every hour. So it's, yeah, you got to put yourself out there and have a go and, something magic yeah. might happen on the day. <laughs> that's exactly right. If, if you're in it, yep. there's a chance. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yep. So, yeah, yeah can't so, wait. Um, it's a concept that I, I love, and I'd like to do one. I've never done one of these races myself, and um, and I know Ashley's done one, and I know, Ash, you said your biggest um, mistake in the end was not having enough changes of clothing on enough layers. Is that right? Yeah, look, I had two things happen. One, it started to get cold, yep, and yep. I really should have made it. I know for next year I need to make it a lot easier to get changed and to to change into dry clothing. And then at that stage too, um, 
I just didn't know how my body was going to react uh, and neither did my doctors at going that distance. They were scared that I might suffer organ failure. Um, <laughs> so I purposely didn't take any medication. Yes. Um, so, and, and that's really what brought me undone. I just, I, I got to the stage, I get to a stage where if I go so hard and for so long, I, I start shaking uncontrollably and that's just the tumours kicking in. Yep, and yep, I have medication yep. that I can take that lasts like about 90 minutes to get rid of that effect. Um, and I could have injected that and I could have gone further. And I know that for next time, if I get permission. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, but yeah, You're... I didn't, I, I didn't want to end up in intensive care. No, no. Well, out of having fun, you know. <laughs> exactly. 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 But and, I, um, yeah, definitely the, the weather does play a factor. Like it was August, I guess, in Brisbane. You have you do have the cold nights and mornings, and then as soon as that sun comes up, it does heat up very quickly. And it did get quite warm in the afternoon. So I know. Yeah, I was running with a lot of you know ice bandanas, and my crew were just trying to cool me down. But then as soon as that sun sunset, um, yeah, I had a, I I did have a few layers and. On and the thing is, you're not you're not moving far. Well, you're only you're not moving that fast. It's not like a normal ultra where you're staying warm the whole time. You sort of have to you have to layer up so yeah, you can sort of get out there and stay warm for the whole time. Then when you do get back, try and keep warm as possible because you're going in the next you know eight, ten, fifteen minutes anyway. So. Yeah. yeah, for me, I was I was jumping under a blanket every time I came yes. back as soon as the sun disappeared. Yes. Um, but during the, I think, so we started at one o'clock in the morning and I was going through in the 6.7K, I was consuming about 370 mil of liquid yep. Um, yep. over that distance because I was carrying a bottle with me. And then during the day, I went to two bottles as soon as the sun came out and I was consuming the whole two bottles. And then I think it was in the afternoon, like you were saying, I was up to consuming two bottles plus grabbing extra at the halfway mark. Yes. And then as soon as that sun disappeared again, just yeah, didn't need to carry two bottles anymore. Just it was back to one. Yeah, that's but right. It, it, it was um, massive in that way. Yes. Yep. You know, it really, really because you're not like when you're out on an ultra. You don't really know how much you're consuming per hour, whereas in this race you knew exactly, like yeah. what I, well, I knew exactly what I was consuming because I was taking it out each time. Yeah, um, exactly. So and was, I guess it was, because it, yeah, because it's a new concept too. Everybody's trying, everybody's trying different things as well. Like a lot of, you know, I've seen some people they'll consume their nutritional sort of foods in the last sort of five or ten minutes of each lap, so they're getting back and it's digesting while they're resting. Um, other, people are, other people are getting back and trying to consume the, the calories, I guess, while they're, they're sitting there. So, again, it's, I guess, yeah, it's up to each, each person what they want to do. I'm trying different things um, during the training, during my training sort of... Um, last man standing stuff I tried different things to see what would work and yeah so it's it's all a learning curve I think still for everybody yeah I bet um I have a question about pacing how do you go about pacing an event like this uh very similar to nutri of nutrition I've tried I, I'm trying different things I uh I went in with the idea of starting, I walked two and a half minutes, ran two and a half minutes, um, pretty much nearly the whole time. I always, I always finish with a walk. I always, there's a gate mm. a couple hundred meters um, from the finish line, or yeah, there's a swinging gate. From that gate, I'd always walk it in just to get the heart rate to drop. Um, because I didn't really want to run in, get to my, uh, where my crew was and still have quite a high heart rate. Um, but then when you start, my body, yeah, took me a few minutes, especially in the, towards the end where 
uh, you stiffen up a lot quicker. I made sure I tried to walk or shuffle for a couple of minutes before I actually got going again. Um, yeah, I had an idea before I started. didn't really pan out that way, but I always did finish uh, with a, about a two-and-a-half-minute walk. But at the moment, I've worked out uh, all my training or last man standing training the last few weeks, I walk two and a half, run five. Um, so yeah. it, brings, it gets me around the 43, 45 minute loop. Um, but it depends. Terrain plays a big factor as well. Uh, I tried around here to get a course with the same elevation as as uh, Tennessee, um, which is about 145 metres, which isn't much, but... Um, adds up yeah. a bit. Yeah, it adds up. And I guess the difference with the Tennessee race is during the day you do a, a trail loop and at night you do a road loop. So the road loop's a lot faster, they, they are saying. Um, with Allen's race it's or the Clint Eastwood race um it's it's pretty yeah it's flat and it's fast so you can sort of yeah i think i averaged about 46 or 47 minute laps last year um so i did some quicker obviously to get a sleep during the night but you're not really sleeping you're resting you're resting the eyes but yeah yeah it's um Interesting strategy. I mean, I saw, I think I saw a video on one of the, that they did, um, Big's Backyard and, um, it was on YouTube and I think there was one runner who was, oh, it was quite a good runner and he was almost deliberately coming in at the end of each lap almost when it was time to start the next lap. Um, yes. So yep. and I don't know. I was sort of thinking maybe that strategy might not be such a terrible idea sometimes, you know, just to mix up the pace. And um, so that you get, instead of, so it's about, what is it, about 6.6 kilometres or 6.7 kilometres? So you, yes. you get, you're then getting 13-odd kilometres unbroken, you know, like without having yep. to, so, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Having a rest every single lap where, and where you go down into that recovery, where you start to recover, um, I would find a bit hard, I think, yeah, getting used yeah, to that. And that's, yeah, that's exactly right. And a lot of people sort of, um, yeah, there are some people that just like that continual that continual running. And it's you just, I guess, got to see what works for you and, and go from there. Yeah, interesting. What works for you, Ashley? What do you think would be a good pacing strategy? And what did you use last time? So I did exactly, it's very interesting because I did exactly the same thing that Cam was just talking about. The concrete section, I always walked the concrete yep. and then yeah. I would actually start shuffling then to the gate and that shuffle just became longer and longer um, the further I went because I just had to wait for my legs to kind of wake up again. Um, yeah. But when I hit that gate that Cam's talking about, yeah, I walked from there back across the concrete um, and back in. So I was, again, exactly the same thing. I was trying to drop my heart rate before I sat in the chair, and that way I could actually rest as soon as I was actually back at my um, my spot, and I found that that worked really well. Um, a couple of strategies that I have been practicing since then is um, eating over the first 500 or 600 metres um, with the plan to take to when I get back to get changed to dry myself off to try and rest and then actually eat at the start of the race, especially now knowing that so many people are going to be starting, it's going to be, um, I'll, I'll just walk off the line and eat. And then I'm, I've already made the decision. I'm going to place a bin at the one kilometer mark and just throw whatever I haven't consumed in the bin and then run, you know, back and I'll empty after I've finished my race. Um, That's not a bad so, idea. I thought you might have some birds in there, I reckon, before. <laughs> <laughs> Good do. Might have to put a lid on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, doing that. And the, the other thing that I have honestly thought of doing, um, once we started to get the water out during the day, like I a couple of times I grabbed a bottle of water at the three-point, 3.4k mark 
and I only consumed like half of it, and then I put it on top of a fence post. Yes. And the second time that I went out to get that bottle, someone else had drunk it. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Yep. So um, oh. it was just stuff like that where I'll, I'll probably, like once it heats up again, because it's going to do exactly the same thing, it'll be freezing cold at night and really hot during the day, which is pretty much the way we have that time of year here in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, I will probably start actually carrying almost three water bottles. Um, the other one, when I did the recce a few weeks ago, I did eight laps then. And, yeah, for the final three laps, I had ice in my buff and in my hat at the start of every single lap. And yes. it was yep. it, it, it would have only been three kilometres and all that ice was gone. Yeah, and that's so, what I found too. By the time I got to... Um well, the time I got to the, t- I did the same thing last year. My crew was in the buff, wrapping ice and putting it around the neck. And by the time you get to the turnaround, yeah, it's it's pretty it's much gone. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, but it definitely makes a massive difference. Oh um, yeah, well and truly, you, all you're trying to do is cool your body temp down, and you're just trying everything to do that in those because much because I always before I started this oh I did last man standing I'm going oh well it's only 6.7k you're not I'm not going to even have to carry any time anything with me but come the afternoon of that first afternoon yeah I you just have to I had yeah two I, I'm not sure how, if I carried one or two water bottles but uh there was definitely one there but yeah I can't believe you're only running 6.7k how much fluid you actually go through yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you go through a, a ton. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, this is very insightful. I'm learning a lot, and I I feel like I'm I'm enjoying being the um the 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 sort of the uninitiated one here because I know there's a lot of people who'd be really interested to get some of these tips because I know it's the new it's becoming sort of the new thing and it's like as you say, um, Cam, it's only a few years old as yes. a concept, and you know they're popping up everywhere. And so the distance, right, the six point, what did you say, 6.7? Yeah, um, 6.7 something, something, yeah, 6.7K. Is that, yeah. so that's become like the, um, the the standard, has it now? Um, yeah, it is, the, yeah, it is the standard, yeah. Standard, because yeah. times that by 24, it's 100 miles in 24 hours. That's sort of the, the idea right. behind it. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to add a correction here, because L has just texted me. He's got... Around 200 entered. Yeah, two, yeah, that's what I, because I spoke to him after the, uh, few days after when he put out entries for the race and he said that the permit he was trying to get, he put in a permit for about 150 runners just as, just as to see what they'd say and they said yes and he, he was quite, um, yeah, he wasn't sure if they would say yes but he must have gotten to 200. 200 runners, and I think last year there was only... Well, he sold out in like 38 hours or something. Yeah, 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 he did. So, um, but 200, yeah, is, they're huge numbers, so... It's, it's yeah. a lot of people on that course. Yeah. Uh, only be, it's, it's not, once you, once you spread them out over 6Ks, it's not a lot of people, but to have them all start together on the hour, yes. that's... Yeah. that's that's the that's going to be the interesting part. There's, it's actually quite wide at the start, like the dirt, um, yep. and then it narrows about 500 or 600 meters into the course once it starts to wind um, along the creek. So there's actually there's a fair bit of time for the for the field to to spread out, but it's still yeah, going to be a very right. interesting yes. start. Yeah, no, it'd be be good. Can't wait. <laughs> you sound pretty stoked on it, mate. And I think, um, I guess the big thing is just in, um, trying to enjoy it because you don't know how long you're going to be out there for, do you? When you, with these races, could be 24 hours, could be 48 hours, could be 12 hours. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm, I'm going to put my prediction in here for this year. I would think that we're going to be going beyond 50 hours this time. Yeah. Yep. I'll. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with you there. You, from what I've seen, I haven't seen a start list. I know Nicky Wynn's coming up. I know Steve Redfern. He was supposed to go to New Zealand in a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, can't. Um, he's just. I think he won some 
huge ultra over in Hong Kong, so he can he can go the distance. Um, yeah, he's a great runner. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some decent runners that are going to be there. Um, yeah, it'll go. Yeah, it'll go past fifty for sure. I think. And uh, how about so? Do you, would you like to see yourself go past fifty? Do you think? I mean, is that your sort of goal? Yeah, it, I haven't getting accepted in, because I always had the plan of a golden ticket race this year to try and get to Tennessee, but I'm there now, so it's changed my whole whole year's racing because it's take it's taking the pressure off trying to qualify because I'm already there, so. Yeah. I'll do the I'll do the race at Easter only because it's only in three and a half weeks time as a as a good hit out. Hopefully, I'm again I haven't seen the start list, so I'm I'm not sure how many people um, who's going to be there. Um, and to be honest, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. See, the Clint Eastwood in August is only about eight one weeks out from Tennessee, um, so. I, I don't really. I'm not sure what what races I'm going to do, and sort of I'm going to do a race in June, July. I'm just not sure which one yet. Uh, yeah, around that June, July, August. So I'd love to be there. I'm going to be there regardless if I race or not, because um, uh, I yeah I'll, I'll get the weekend off and help Helen out if I if I don't race. But yeah, I struggle to start a race and not be near. Yeah, near the uh, the pointy end towards the end, I sort of I go in with ideas. Oh, I'll just do this, and then I'll you know I'll do 24 hours, and then it's like oh well, I'm here now. I'll just keep going, and um, yeah. So if, I, if I start, I'll go as long as I can, and with oh, this, yeah. It, and you, you could always do you could always do the BVRT hundred miler, and that. The, yeah, that's the second, the you, the second you hit ago, the second so, you hit yeah. six point seven, you have to stop until <laughs> yeah. the hour's up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this. Yeah, trust me, I've thought about different different training things that I can do over the next few months after Easter. So, um, I'll talk to my coach after Easter, and we'll work out a plan. I just don't Excellent. want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is your coach? Uh, Marty Fry. Um, he's down in Canberra, so it's yes, yeah, sort of a long distance sort of um, relationship. Coach, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, it is a long distance relationship. Yeah, yeah Marty Fry, absolute champion of a bloke, and he, you know, he's he's won Coast to Colby back in I think 2005. He's still holds some decent distances for sort of 24, 48 hour. Um, track races and stuff like that so yeah very knowledgeable um the first time i spoke to him i knew that yeah and it's definitely slowed me down too my wife sort of has always been at me to get a coach and because i just seem to do i sort of race the race before i actually race it you know i race it in training instead of racing it on the day so marty's sort of has really slowed me down and um, for the better yeah. <laughs> well and truly yeah more specific uh, training and yeah he he can tell by just my um, I guess my runs and my splits during speed sessions whether I'm struggling or not so, yeah yeah, yeah. It, I'm so fantastic. glad well, he sound, he, he's got my tick of approval man because that's something I'm you probably hear me banging on about all the time on the podcast about people slowing down you know and and it's trying to get my um well, as soon as people start to slow down, they can run a greater volume in their training, which is, you know, that's how you get real endurance. You know, we, yes. we don't, yeah. And so, but it does take a lot because it seems so counterintuitive, you know, um, to, to slow down to get faster. So, but no, well done. Oh, yeah, good job, no, Marty. Yeah, Marty yeah, Fry. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well and truly. Mm. And, um, so yeah. So what sort of uh, mileage are you running these days then? Like, so you must be up there running some decent mileage. Yeah, I've sort of. Um, oh, look, last week I think was about 120k. Um, the week before that was big. It was probably the biggest week ever, actually, because I had obviously the 24-hour last man standing sort of training run in that. I think it was closer to 200, but 
it's anywhere from sort of 90 to about 110, 120. I, I sort of um, had yeah. anything over that. I sort of get start getting niggles and, yeah, I have to, I've, again, through Marty, I'm starting to learn that it's not just running, it's looking after the body, a lot of stretching. Um, I'm terrible with strength training and stuff, but I am incorporating some of that into intimate training, massages. Um, They're good. Yeah, so just to prevent injuries, I just seem to get injured. You know, as soon as I bump or do some massive Ks and don't listen to my body, I'll be injured a few weeks later. So the body's holding together, holding together well at this present time. So I'll take yeah. that any day of the week. Oh, excellent. Well, steady, steady. And yeah, I guess, yep, the, yep. yeah, good on you. Uh, and stay, I guess, you've got to keep yourself nice and healthy at the moment um, with all this stuff going on. But we won't talk about the, we won't say the, nah, the, the C, the C word. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, it's just, that's my biggest problem. If I overdo it, I end up getting sick. And so um, stay healthy. And, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you... I'm, I'm definitely going to look at signing up for one of these races in the near future. Um, so and it's so, one in three weeks' time, Dan. There's ten spots left for the race in Stroud, mate. I'm sure you could come up to uh, Stroud in New South Wales and do the race at Easter. Oh, goodness. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be no flights. If you start running today, you should be out of here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'll be my last exactly. I think I got a nice hit out just to run there. And, um, yeah... Oh, geez. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've been training for this 100 miler up at, um, the Flinders Ranges, which I don't know is going to, if it's going to go ahead now, but, um, so when? So early May. So, but it's a, it's May the 2nd and 3rd, but I think, um, it's a, it's a smaller event, you know, there's yes. not, and so we're it still may go ahead and it just depends on what other restrictions there are, but at the moment it's still going ahead. There hasn't been everything else has been cancelled locally and and uh, and around the country, but um but yeah we'll just see and it, I mean worst case I'm going to do a just keep running and just keep uh enjoying enjoying running you know and because yep. you know it's I read something interesting today since since I last spoke to you Ashley and basically yep. the good the good news about everything that's going on is if you're really fit and you don't get to race. It doesn't matter. The good news no. is you're still really fit. You know, oh, you can exactly right. Yeah, that you win. You win anyway because you've uh, you, you're you're a fit bastard. And like I'm, you know, at the age of forty, I'm the fittest I've ever been in my life. And yep. I, you know, can't yep. trade that. You know, so I'll, t- I'll I'll take it. And that's so, the, yeah. I guess the, yeah. The good thing about you know uh, ultras is you know you can do it at any age and yeah, yeah. sort of. It's sort of like, not like marathon training where you sort of hit your peak at your late 20s, early 30s. You can, yeah, and running on trails out in the middle of nowhere with no one around. It's, yeah, it's, it's the best form of meditation and relaxation around, I reckon. But Could not more. agree more. Yeah, totally, no. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, Cam, I've got a question. Uh, so, nutrition. Take us through. <laughs> take us through what you're doing nutritionally to stay one awake, two to to be able to just keep backing up. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's probably the number one thing that I struggle with in a normal ultra. Um, the most I seem to get to a point in a race. And it's normally around the 80, 90K mark where anything I've had will just come straight back up. And, I'm, yeah, it's a, it's a given that at seven, eight hours, I'll, I'll just start, I'll spew regardless. So it's, I just can't, and every race is, has been different. I guess for the last man standing races, it's, um, it's one of those things where my body can, start to digest the food so i am having quite a bit of solid foods um i'm sort of training i'm experimenting still experimenting with how many calories sort of i'm getting i'm trying to get between two and 300 calories an hour um a lot of sort of high fat foods high sort of protein foods but I can't live. I can't 
go on goose for any more than probably oh, five or six hours before I'm just sick of them. So for the first five or six hours, I'll probably have a goo or two a lap. Um, but after that, I s- look, if if I showed you a photo of the table I had last week during the training, it had anywhere from chips, avocado croissants. Um, I had Ensure, which is that obviously that drink they give in the hospitals. That's yeah. huge, cal- huge calories and only a small bottle. Um, I had uh, Daryl Griffiths from Coda Nutrition helps me out. So I have their Coda um, sports bars, which are which settle really well in my stomach. Um, what so else? What? Is, yeah, bana- yeah, bananas. So I'm just trying different. I, I sort of know how many calories are in, in some of those, and I just try and break it up. Last week when I trained, uh, did the 24-hour sort of training, one hour I'd have sort of two goos. The next hour I'd have some solids. The next hour I'd have... Um, like fluid calories like Ensure, the next hour I'd have solids again. So I sort of mix between fluid and or goos and solid foods just to see how the, the stomach would cope. And, it, yeah, really well. But I'm just eating anything really that will that will get me through. Yeah, that's, that's really insightful. Um, so you're going for you're, – you're looking at your caloric intake over – like a carbohydrate intake and such. Yeah, so it's a br- sort of a, the way more of a broad perspective, yeah? Yeah, so, yeah. I sort of struggle staying on the same foods. I sort of have, yeah. especially during an ultra, I'd normally stay, like if I did a 100-mile race, I would stick to the same, after I finish with goose and stuff, I'll stick to the same food or fluid for the rest of the race. During Last Man Standing, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying different things. I know um, during the Clint Eastwood last year, I did the first five hours by myself before my crew came, and then uh, Kieran O'Brien brought me Maccas for breakfast. I had hash browns and uh, a bacon and cheese muffin, and that went just down a treat. Like hash browns, for instance, like I'll have hash browns uh, breakfast time. Breakfast time, I'm trying to get breakfast, lunch and dinner, I'm trying to actually have a decent meal uh, during at those times of day. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying a few different things. In terms of fluids, it's normally I've got the coder electrolytes, making sure I keep my electrolytes up. Obviously, the water intake's important. Um, fruit juice, I'm trying to stay off the caffeine for as long as possible. Um yeah, yeah. caffeine, because you have to be careful. I guess when you go into the night, if you have too much caffeine, you're not going to be able to, you're going to be buzzing every time you come in if you're trying to rest or have a bit of a tip. So, yeah, caffeine it's does play last back, resort. But yeah, <laughs> but I definitely will throw caffeine in there towards the end. Um, but that's probably when things start, well, I think things, when things start going downhill, I'll try and, um, I'll try and pick it back up. Try and pick it back up. Flat Coke, I, yeah, I love Flat Coke. I could, that's my go-to drink when I have, um, in a normal ultra, will be Flat Coke and watermelon is normally my go-to. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't have a nutritional plan, so to speak. It changes, and um, I guess with Last Man Standing, that's the sort of good thing about it because you can... Your body it does have time to digest it uh, each hour. I think the other good thing about Last Man Standing is you don't have to carry it all with you from the start. That's correct. So yeah, that's, that's you, when well. you get back, yeah. you can have a table full of food and go. Yeah, I don't really feel like anything on that. Can you just order Uber Eats? It'll be here next hour. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have your your pizza and everything. I know towards the last few hours of. Uh, the Clint Eastwood last year, my crew ended up just having a plate with just a smorgasbord of food and whatever I, whatever I grabbed and whatever I threw in the mouth was what I, what I had. So they sort of, um, yeah, I didn't have a particular plan towards the end. It was just whatever the body could sort of 
handle and get down. Yeah. That's yeah, that's good. Some pretty awesome advice, man. Like I, I know that for a fact people are going to be um, taking notes on this one because we're just peppering. Oh yeah, but what works for me might work for yeah, like everybody else. But it's exactly yeah, you got to just try. Yeah, it's a matter of trying different things. And the other thing too is, yes, you only need to have a bad hour that could ruin. You know, that could put you out of the race. But like dehydration that sort of stuff and if you do have a bad hour you know you can just get back and put as much food into you as possible if you are having a you know you know a bad run and then an hour or two later it could be completely different you could be yeah you could have recovered and and that's a good thing about it yeah absolutely um are you um obviously we're just speaking in like people would like to take things Generally, I know I listen to lots of running podcasts, and I think it's important to get like a bit of insight from everywhere, and then but then apply things your own way. This is for the self-coached athletes, you know what I mean. So, I think um, whether being a coach, I'd like to have people to go and to seek out a coach, but obviously you can't. Um, not everyone's going to go to a coach, so it's good that they're getting some pretty good general advice. Um, what do you do? Are you, I mean, I know you're doing the specific last man standing training sessions where you run for 24 hours in blocks and whatnot. But what else are you doing? Is there anything else you're doing for mental toughness um, to build that mental toughness up? Uh, not really. I've, I've started doing a lot of sort of um, mindfulness meditation and stuff like that, which is not for everybody. It's um, I thought it was a bit odd laying down sort of listening to my breathing when I first started because I think that come when you're trying to switch off after a loop you know a lap during the night especially if you can get back and just zone out and just not think about anything I think that and you know you might not off for a couple of minutes I think that's it's only going to help in the long run so I've started doing a bit of mindfulness meditation each day. Uh, it only takes, you know, 10, 20 minutes a day to, yep. to try and to do that, just to try and, you know, listen to the body, zone out a bit. And um, But apart from that, not really. I, I wouldn't mind doing some sleep deprivation sort of, um, you know, without so much training. But then you've got to recover as well. Like you might not It can sleep. be detrimental. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and you got to recover. The jo- my, you know, the job I'm in at the moment, I can get called out in the middle of the night, which is which I love doing. It's sort of, yeah, it's not shift work, but you know, I might finish work at ten o'clock at night and then get a call out at two o'clock in the morning for a couple of hours and then come back to bed. So, I sort of, yeah, I use that in my favour as much as possible. Um, I'll get a call out. I'll get home. At in the morning and I'll go for a run and I'll just do my, my my day run then just to just to mix it up a bit but not a lot of yeah I think just training itself is yeah I'm in a good place at the moment so mentally um, I'm sort of yeah every session I sort of yeah mentally prepare myself for each session and yeah we'll see what happens that's excellent. No, you sound prepared. You go, sorry, go, Ash. Yeah. Oh, did you brush your teeth? No. <laughs> no. But I tell you what, when I got home, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Pre- but saying that, Ash, I had, I had written that down on a list of things to do. I did have a, um, like a bird bath on. The Friday afternoon and the Saturday as well, uh, where I just see. I think I've only. I think I only changed. Uh, yeah, I think I only changed two or three times. Obviously, changed my shirt and put a few layers on of a night time, but short wise and stuff. I I think I've only. I only changed twice where I had birth a, a bird bath. I just had a sponge, bucket full of sponge, uh, warm water, and just wash myself off which is fantastic for the mind too because you feel refreshed but didn't clean the teeth so it wasn't yeah that when I did get home to my mate's place that was the first thing I did actually was clean the teeth <laughs> yeah I've just I've, I've found um doing ultras that 
brushing yeah. my teeth, even if I'm doing it while I'm actually running, yes. it's just like, yeah. it's, it's like having a can of Coke. It's yeah, just yeah. this massive, oh, feels so good, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just um, like changing a shirt as well. Like you change yeah. a shirt, you put a new pair of socks or sh- um, shorts on and you, you get a, a second win. It's like a, it's amazing what the mind does when you change something or do something just so simple as a daily chore that we do every day anyway. Yeah. It's so interesting. When we consume so much sugar, you know, generally in a, when you're and just the fact that you're consuming so much food, I got ended up with a um after a hundred k once I, don't, I must have had it stirring in the background, but I ended up with a an abscess because after during the run it really? started to yeah on my back tooth. I mean I've got I've had dental problems because I broke my jaw several years ago and I had a mate I've had surgery and stuff so I have sort of underlying issues but like my teeth were fine but yeah during the run this 100k my tooth my started hurting a lot and I couldn't eat on that side of my mouth and um then by the time we got back home um the next day I remember I was just in agony I had to call the dentist for a lot and he's like yeah you got an abscess forming and um yeah and he's like you got to and I told him what I'd been doing, and he said, "Yeah, you got to brush your teeth if you're having all those gels." And not, I mean, I don't eat a lot of gels, but just between all the different food that you're consuming in a day, um, in a race like that, and like it was a 100k, but so it's not even like a, a overnighter. But yeah, so that's something interesting. So brushing your teeth wise from multiple. So was that from the was that caused from the sugar? I think it was. Like I said, I think it was underlying. There was something going on there, and I um. Yeah, he said you've just consumed a lot of sugar and probably because of my training runs as well. Between So usually I might have maybe two gels in yep. an hour in a long um, – and then and, and then I would have but things like um, sports drink, like infinite, and that's, yep. you know, sugary. And then yep. you've got yep. whatever – and lo- I'll grab lollies at aid stations and, you know, there's just little bits, but just that sheer amount. And you reckon the dentist was fairly certain – that I sort of put myself over the limit, you know, in terms of what my, my, um, this thing that was brewing there, I probably would have had an abscess form at some point, but it was yep. aggravated by eating all that sugar in the race. And, yep. um, so it was a lesson learned. And also I forgot to brush my teeth that morning because the race started early. And so it makes, if you just, <laughs> yeah, dental hygiene still yeah, matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll put that on the to-do list, I think, for the next, yeah. at Easter, I think. Yeah. And so yeah, have it on your table every maybe every couple of hours. Pop in, brush your teeth, yeah, and might exactly. yeah. wash your oh, face, wake you yeah. up. Yeah, it's uh, I that's yeah, it's a good bit of advice there. And you know, <laughs> got to take care of your teeth, mate. You don't want to be a toothless wonder. <laughs> did, you, did you clean your teeth, Ash? I did. Yeah. Oh, you did. Um, and it's and it's something that um. That I've been picking up, like I've been uh, doing some some longer runs and some back to back sort of stuff, and it's one yep. of those things that I uh, like when I pack my food now. I actually pack my toothbrush, uh, like if I'm going to go and and run somewhere where I'm going to pick up food, you know, like I'm setting up myself an aid, aid station. I, I have a toothbrush net as part of my aid stuff because it just it just I just feel better for it. Yep. Um, yep. And it's just such a simple thing that you can do mm. so easily that, uh, yeah. Oh, that's, yep. Oh, well, good advice. I'll take that on board, I think. Yeah. It's great. It's really good advice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to uh, wrap it up here. And, yeah, um, no, it's too easy. It's been a really good chat, Cam. And, um, we will have to um, just keep uh, monitoring your performing, your running, sorry. And I guess, Ash, you and Cam will know each other from your your various races. Or there was it Last Man Standing that you did to Clint Eastwood? And so you'll be up there next next time. You're running that's it, that's aren't you, That's the plan. Ash? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, my, I'm definitely planning on being there unless... Uh, Circumstances the beyond current, your control. Current circumstances are under control. I will definitely be there. Current You'll circumstances, there. Yep. May, if that's not under control, then uh, I have to put my health first. So it's yep. just that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wish you the best of luck with that, Ash. We'll yeah, same with you. It's, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm, it's it's one of the most exciting, fun, 
race formats that I yes. have ever done. Yep, um, I agree. The 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 and what makes it is the atmosphere. The atmosphere yep. is just mind blowingly good. Um because you you still get to go out and be alone, but you also get people clapping you start and end. Um, you get to chat to your crew really regularly. Like it's just a brilliant, fun way to do a race. Yes, yeah, couldn't agree more. Awesome, excellent. I I, I think there'll be people signing up for this more more and more of these races now. We might see a few of these kinds of backyard ultras pop up. If we can't get into big gatherings, so my back, <laughs> my backyard's not big enough, unfortunately. No, no, no I'm, I'm buggered too. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, Cam. Thank you very much, mate. We'll uh, thanks, we might, Cam. We'll I wrap really up appreciate it, guys. I'll um, yeah, we'll see when we see you. Yeah, Sounds absolutely. Good.